Welcome. First of all, welcome. This is Unsolicited Perspectives. I'm Bruce Anthony, your host here to lead the conversation in important topics and events that are shaping today's society. Join the conversation. Follow us wherever you get your audio podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our video podcasts. Rate, review, like, comment, share. Share with your friends, share with your family. Hell, even share with your enemies. On today's episode, it's the sibling happy hour, and it's also the 100th episode. We're going to be answering your questions and also talk a little bit about Cat Williams. But that's enough of the intro. Let's get to the show. What up, sis? What up, brother? Welcome. 100. We here. 100. Hundred, As you can see, anybody who is watching us on the YouTubes, I do have my bedazzled 100 tiara. She got that 100 tiara, y'all. Why? Yeah. Why? Because it's the 100th episode. This is the 100th episode. Because I am extra. Ain't nothing wrong with celebrating this milestone. No, nah, it's um, a big deal. It is a big deal. You know, a lot of podcasts BFD. don't last. Say so what? That's true. It's a BFD. Okay, yeah, okay. Now I just got, I, I got that. I, I didn't get it at first, but uh, oh, BFD. No, yeah, yeah, I got that. It went over yeah. my head, and then then I caught it right before. You got it. it. Yeah, you got I got it. it. I got it. It is a big deal. Like, a lot yeah. of podcasts fail. True. A lot of them fail. A lot of them don't keep up with the work. This isn't going to be some self-congratulatory, patting on the back episode. That's not what we're going to do. Why well, the hell not? We've made it to 100 episodes. That's a BFD and if y'all are going to listen to, give us 30 seconds, y'all, to be like, that's a big deal and we did a good job. Uh, yes. 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 <laughs> it's a big deal. But yeah. you know how I am personally. You know, me and my sister respond to things a lot differently. I'm always like, eh. And she's always like, it's a celebration. We just respond to things differently. So I know 100 is a big deal. Yes. Also, you got to celebrate your wins. Come on now. This is true, but also, it's not like when I started this thing, I didn't expect to be here. So it's that constant of, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's 100 episodes. I expected to be here. But also, it's 100 episodes. That's a big yeah, deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. You should be very so, proud. I know I am. That's no, why I purchased this tiara. This tiara. Yeah. No, yes. I'm proud. And I'm, and I'm thankful that uh, we're, we're way bigger now at our 100th episode. Way bigger. Than yeah. we were at the very first episode when we were and recording we'll, this bad boy on Zoom. Right. <laughs> with the, with the horrible <laughs> remember mics. that? Yes. Remember, remember just how bad the show oh, was when we first started? God. We didn't even have segments. Like we didn't <laughs> no, we no, were no. just we were just talking for an hour. <laughs> like with no and I was actually a friend of ours that said, Hey, maybe y'all should think about segments. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. Have yeah, some that, sort of order good, to the good. show. Yeah, yeah just some smart. order and, and run down. You know, I think it, I yeah. think it was somewhere around the 20th or 30th episode uh, where we actually started doing a rundown. Because before yes. it'd be like, what do you want to talk about? Okay, let's talk about this. This right. would be this segment. This would be this segment. This would be this segment. Very loose. Very, <laughs> just very by the seat of our pants. Yes. <laughs> very much. Yeah. Well, so a lot of people, okay, so we're already answering some of the questions that uh, people sent to us. Like I said, 
some of y'all went too far with one no sir things. Now I have to know what those questions were. But, uh, okay. Maybe we'll talk about it on the after hours episode, but okay. about okay. our dating lives. Definitely um, about our dating lives. Mm-hmm. Um, types. What's our types? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like things like that. Yeah. Let me find answer on that. The answer is I don't have one. <laughs> I don't have a type. Bad things is the only thing that I like, which is not true because I, mean, I have definitely dated some. Well, dated is a loose term, but definitely you know some. Ugly I mean, women. we've all we've all you know I mean? we've all stepped stepped out of our lane from time to time. <laughs> you know, loneliness yeah. will get you. <laughs> I was It'll telling, I'm not gonna throw my friend under the bus, but I am. I. It's your favorite a, thing to do. Yeah, I throw people under the bus, but I don't ever name names. Yeah. And I try to always speak in terms where you don't even know their gender. I always yeah. try to use they or yeah. them. Uh, but I was telling them that, uh, hey, you know, the reason why your dating life is a little jacked up right now is because um, you're lonely. So you're willing to settle for anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think you need to take a step back, build your steam back up because you date your self-esteem. Yeah. If your self-esteem is high, you gonna, your partner is going to be pretty high. Your self-esteem is low, you will settle for a lot of things that you wouldn't normally settle for. Yeah. All right, that's enough of- Guy shoes. Say what? Guy wears kitty shoes. Guy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to these questions because I went down yeah. 14 of them. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. Um, so the very first question that I, that I chose to answer because I thought it was a good one, and we yeah. kind of answered it was, how do you get ready for each episode, especially when you're diving into sensitive topics? So all of our stuff is ripped from the headlines. That <laughs> what happened that week? Um, you typically create the rundown. You you let me know what the topics are and stuff beforehand. You create the rundown. If I have any input or anything, you know, or anything I want to talk about, I let you know. And that's pretty much it. I mean, it depends on, I think there's another question about how deep we get as far as like our research and stuff like that. Um, that's actually the, the, the next question. Well, that's kind of the question, but I think more specifically what this question is asking or what this listener was asking is, is like we talk about stuff that people out there in the world would deem as sensitive topics. They're not sensitive topics for us. Right. So that's the reason why we don't really have a hard time getting prepared to talk about these topics. They're not sensitive to us. They're sensitive by and large to the world because sometimes the world just don't want to address these issues. They don't want to talk about abortion. They don't want Mm -hmm. to talk about immigration. They don't want to talk about uh, white supremacy and racial discrimination. They don't want to talk about affirmative action, right? Right. They don't want to talk about the the attack on transgender people. They don't want to talk about the homophobia that still permeates throughout our society. Mm -hmm. They don't want to talk about that stuff. That's not sensitive stuff to us. That is the world we live in. Yeah, you got to understand, talking about me specifically, I'm a black woman in America. So none of these topics are sensitive to me because they are um, inextricably linked to my existence in this country. 
you know, all of the, all of these things are part of my lived experience. Racism, sexism, all these things are part of my lived experience. So I'm just talking about my opinion based off my lived experience. And even if it's, even if we're talking about trans rights or things like that, I mean, you're talking about my friends, you're talking about people that I care about. So these nothing is going to be too sensitive for me to talk about when it's talking about the freedom and the justice for the people that I love and for myself. Or or not even people that you love or know, just the freedom and justice of marginalized communities because right. we're a marginalized community. And I say all the time that we can't, we can't be a marginalized community and not support other marginalized communities. We, at the very least, will not have understanding exactly for everything that they've gone through. Right. But we have a, a better empathy because we have a slighter, greater understanding of what they're going through. And if you recognize somebody else is struggling, like you have struggled, mm-hmm. you don't step down or punch down on that person. Right. You extend your hand, you say, come on with me because we're in this together. So. I guess, you know, to the the listener that or the listener or watcher that asked this question, we don't deem these topics as sensitive. That doesn't so it's mean not that they're, to talk about it. That doesn't mean that it's not emotionally taxing. Oh, um, okay. Yes. That doesn't that, is, that doesn't mean that it it doesn't um have some like emotional impact because it's a thing of like we've been dealing with the same things since we were brought to these shores mm. <laughs> mm. in just but slavery different forms. Was so long, but slavery was so long ago. It truly wasn't. And like my grandparents' parents were born into slavery. There you go. Four <laughs> generations. Okay. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not so long ago that the trauma of it, the generational trauma, the, the cultural trauma, like all of that stuff. It's not like this, this, it doesn't take a toll. If you're asking like, how do we deal with that? You know, we have a great community of people around us that mm-hmm. constantly uplift us. And, um, you know, there's marijuana, there's tequila. And- <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I was told not to, not to talk about marijuana. No, you so can much. talk about marijuana, but it's like, you will defame me on the show. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, man. <laughs> She's talking about me calling her a pothead, but we're not going to focus on that. And and All I right. think back to the listener's question, me and my sister are support for each other. That too. So emotional support for each other. Um when loads get too heavy, we're both there to to kind of be there. That's the that's part of the dynamic of our relationship, and and really, it's the dynamic of growing up in our house. All of the siblings are very close. The siblings and the parents are all very close because, yeah. in a way, we all grew up together. Literally, yeah. all yeah. of us grew up together. So, yes, when we deal with sensitive topics and we're talking about emotional stuff, how do we deal with it? One. We don't look at it as, as sensitive. We do look at it as emotional taxing. And when it is emotional taxing, we are there for each other. Yeah. That's part of the great thing about having a show with your sibling. <laughs> because yeah, we well, can't, 
we can be there for each other. Because I know when stuff is difficult for you to talk about, you know when things are difficult for me to talk about. And so the just part of that dynamic. Yeah, and it's a look, right? Like we've known each other all our lives. So we most of the time know what the other one is thinking and there's certain facial characteristics that the other one will pick up on. And and we're doing this remotely, but we're looking at each other as we're doing it. Yeah. Um, We still step on each other when we're talking sometimes. That just happens. Um, yeah, ADHD. Right. But but there's that there's that connection, even though it's remotely, we're there. Okay. That I hope we answered that question because we got a lot more to get to. All yeah. right. Um can you share how you make sure everyone's voice is heard during these discussions? That's pretty easy. Like uh if if you're talking about the sibling happy hour, I purposely asked my sister to be on because I like hearing her perspective on certain things. She's extremely intelligent extremely well thought out in what she wants to say and how she wants to convey it. So it's not easy. It's not difficult for me to just step away and let her go. If y'all notice, sometimes I will step away and just let her go on a rant or I will just say, Hey, this one's for you go because that's how we, we want to foster, um, open discussion. Now, if you're speaking to my interviews, I'm bringing them on to, to discuss the subject. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's not hard. I'm literally, I, I'm, I'm asking them questions and I want them, I want to hear their responses. I want to hear their mm-hmm. answers. It's a conversation. And, and the interviews have gotten better from the first ones that I did to the last, the last one I did. They've gotten better. Um, but yeah, no, we, we want to hear other voices, unique yeah. perspectives. And uh, our ego is not in it. So I think a lot of times when you get these podcasts, a lot of it is people bloviating. They like to hear themselves talk. And um, that's- No, I do do that. But that's (laughs) it. I mean, but like the people that will over talk that you don't even hear, you barely get two words out of their guest. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you barely hear two words out of their co-host. That's- that's people with ego in it. Like we're not approaching this with any ego. Like the whole point of the show is that you hear dis, uh, you know, different perspectives and hopefully in these different perspectives, you can figure out what you think about it or it'll solidify whatever position you already had. Yeah. The you point, get something the point out of it. The point of this podcast is to learn, right. To teach and to learn. Right. Uh, I don't, I don't, I will often say that I'm not the smartest person in the room. I'm smarter than most. I know that for a fact. (laughs) I'm out here in these streets. I'm more intelligent than most. Let me rephrase that. I'm more intelligent than most, but I also know I'm not the most intelligent and I can recognize that. That's the reason why I don't have an ego. I don't have a problem with admitting that I'm wrong. Uh, and I want to hear a different opinion than my own. I might say that different opinion is absolutely freaking stupid, but I still want to hear it and hear the person out and hear what they have to say. So that's not difficult for me. And and my sister's right. There's no ego tripping on here. I will get on my soapbox. I absolutely will get on my soapbox. But the reason why I get on my soapbox, the reason why is because I feel like the answer to the question you already have it. You're just denying it. So when I get on my soapbox and I talk about abortion rights, you got the answers to the question already. You refuse to answer the question properly. Mm-hmm. So I get on my soapbox and I'm like, yo, okay, 
just look at this logically. Mm-hmm. What you're thinking is not right. Right. And this is the reason why your thinking isn't right. And do I come off as pompous sometimes? Pfft, yep. Because I am. I am a little pompous sometimes because I know I'm right. And I feel like <laughs> because I know I'm right. I, when I get on my soapbox, I know I'm right. You are not helping my no ego. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. No. What did I start out by saying? I started out by saying I'm a person that can admit when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. But when I get on my soapbox, I absolutely know that I'm right about that. I don't do the okay. soapbox too often. You don't. I don't do it during, during the interviews. I, I, I typically only do it. What? Passionate about your position. I wouldn't, I just wouldn't say, I don't know that I would commit to saying, um, I know I'm 100% right about this uh, okay. topic. <laughs> See, this I is. Swear, that's, a, that's, that's a, you can call me non committal, but that feels <laughs> like. <laughs> All right. And this is another reason why my sister's on the show to bring me down a peg or two. That's right. I didn't yeah. quite say what I wanted to say uh, properly. I feel strongly mm-hmm. that I am right, yeah. but I am always open to listening to opposing viewpoints. Yeah. But every you now will, and then, I get on my soapbox. Give, you will give people the benefit of the of the doubt of at least hearing them out. Yeah. Um, you, you say that's one of my flaws. I give people too much benefit of doubt. I think you do give to people too much, too much. Um. Cause you know me, I, I just I'm not gonna put up the emotional labor when I know and you know that Google is free. Like, don't. Yeah, I know. Don't just don't. Um, Sometimes people I, don't know where to go, right? They don't Google, know the direct. What Google can't Google can send you so many different ways, right? Like, yeah. Google is a large, vast research engine, mm-hmm. but you know this as a researcher. If you're developing a paper or a thesis, it's a specific point. You need a starting point. You can't just walk into preparing that research blindly. So you need a starting point. And sometimes we have to be the people and sometimes other people have to be the people for us to give us the starting point. Then it's up for us and it's up to them when you get that starting point to go do the work. But sometimes people just need a a launch pad. I guess if people are being genuine in like their curiosity, I will go into whatever diatribe I end up or whatever (laughs) rabbit hole I end up falling down. But I think it's like the disingenuous questions of like, Mm -hmm. well, what about black on black crime? Like, I'm not going to answer that again. I'm not going to do it. People love what about Chicago? And I'm going to tell you this. If you walk up to me and say, what about Chicago? I'm getting to that point in my life at, at my age where I have little patience for that. I might smack right. you in your mouth. I don't want to. I don't want to go to jail, but right. I'm, I'm, I might smack you in the mouth for saying, what about Chicago? Especially especially the argument. I don't want to get too deep into Chicago, but especially the argument of like, we don't, we're, we're not focusing on it or we don't care. There are dozens. So mm-hmm. Of organizations, so many black-led organizations, boots on the ground doing work daily mm-hmm. in vulnerable areas all the time. And the fact that you don't know that means it's like you can't even engage me in this conversation. Like, knock it off. This is true. But this um, is 
Yeah, I hope that answered the question. <laughs> yeah, hey, we <laughs> hope that answered the question. the question. I forgot what the question was. <laughs> the question was, how do we make sure that all voices are heard during oh, these discussions? Yeah, yeah taking, our e- <laughs> taking our, that's the point of the show and also taking our ego out of it. Yeah, that I mean, that's that's pretty much it. And my sister, you know, anytime I do get a big ego, she will definitely check me. Um, all right, the next question. What was the toughest episode to record? I had to really think about this. Mm-hmm. And if I believe it was the first. Yeah, because we just did not know what we were doing. Didn't know what we were doing. And, and it's, we knew we had something. We knew we had something. Just like right. as siblings and our chemistry and stuff like that. Like we knew we had something and we knew we had something to say. But it's like, okay, well, how do we, how do we do that? How do we actually have a show? So how do we actually do it? The genesis of the show was this. this is, I've told it before. Uh, all the way back in 2003, I did an internet radio show that my co-partners for my professional wrestling company was doing, came on the show, went back to my brother and sister, said, we should do that because we would be good at it. That was in 2003. Finally, in 2002, after the entire pandemic, was when we probably should have started this podcast. 2020, not 2002. Yeah, t- yeah, 2020 is when we probably should have started the podcast. But in 2022 is when we started it. And I just woke up one morning. I think I saw an ad for a podcast kit on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. That's how basic our equipment was. I just Yours. bought it. My, yeah, my I equipment. already yeah. had the equipment. Yeah, she already had the equipment. I didn't. <laughs> I just bought it because I said, once I have it, I've got no choice but to start it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told Jay, I said, Jay, I got it. Let's start it. She's like, how are we going to do it? I was like, I don't know. We're recording on Zoom and I will figure it out. I did a little bit of research about um, post-production stuff and just started it. And that first podcast was the hardest because we did a test run that we basically had to get rid of. Mm-hmm. That yeah. we just basically had to get rid of. Not the lost episode that was later that was later used. There's a whole episode that we just deleted because yeah. we got 30 minutes into it and we misspoke on a subject. <laughs> you remember that? No. We we misspoke on a subject. We said that we are not something and said it wrong. That's how that's how long ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Said, I think I remember. It was the very first episode and we were like yeah. 20 or 30 minutes in and we said something and it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Hold up. That is not what we meant to say. And we right. cut it. We deleted the whole thing. I was like, I don't even know if I could edit that out because I didn't know how to edit that. Yeah. Um, so to me, that was the toughest episode because there was no, I, I think I had a couple of subjects that we were going to talk about, but there was no rhyme or reason. There was no intro mm-hmm. music. There was no segment breaks. It was just talking. Uh, but I knew once we did it, I'll figure out how to make it better later. Just yeah. got to do it. Yeah. Um, so that's my advice to, to anybody. That, that wasn't one of the questions that was asked. But my, my advice <laughs> is if you want to start something, don't try to perfect it before starting it. Just nah. do it. Yeah. You're, Continuously you, get better. Regardless of how expensive your equipment is or how much time you spend on it or what programs you buy, this, that, and the third, the first show's going to suck. The first mm-hmm. 10 shows will probably suck. Like, just record them. Just record them. Just record them. and, and Or whatever what, it is. Like, just do it. 
Just take that to. first picture, take that first step, you know, uh, take that, you know, do that first interview, whatever it is that you do, draw that first picture, whatever it is that you do, just take the first step. And then next thing you know, you want to take another step and another and another. And next thing you know, you're running. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're on your 100th episode. That part. That part. And we've been doing this show now for 14 months. Because mm-hmm. we started, the first show was November of 2022. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, you just get going and then it gets better along the way if you put in the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next question is, it, it kind of leads into that. It was, how does your personal life shape show content? Well, you kind of already touched on it. We yeah. live it. We and if it. we don't live it, we know we're we're somehow connected to it because of friends or family, and we want to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. you can't go to your friends and family specifically to ask them certain questions because the dynamic of your relationship, maybe they don't want to talk about it. Maybe yeah. they're tired of talking about it. Yeah. And so you bring on individuals that you interview or you research it to talk about it because you want to learn more. Yeah. So that's how that's how my personal life uh, shapes the show. How does yours? Yeah, I mean, it, it's that's exactly right. It's um, we're gonna talk about things that feel meaningful to us, even if it's just like pop culture stuff. You know, there's a there's a reason that we talk about everything that we've ever talked about on the show. Um, that we have either some sort of no, we have some sort of personal connection to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's meaningful for us. And these are topics that we're passionate about. Um, and these are topics that we think you'd want to know about. And we're hoping to foster dialogue with the people who who listen, that they talk about it with their friends and family. And even if we're not on the same side of the argument like that or or the you know the issue. I don't know that I don't know that that matters 100 percent. It's just like, are we talking about it? Are we moving Mm -hmm. the needle in some way? So I think Mm -hmm. my whole motivation for this is to move the needle in some sort of positive direction, to have some sort of impact in some kind of way, Uh, even just a regular bum like me, like still has something that I think could be worthwhile for people to listen to. So it's just, it's a personal connection to everything that we, we talk about. Yeah. So staying with personal, Mm -hmm. the next question is how do you balance personal life with podcasting? Um, we're pretty strict with our schedule. Yeah. I I think, I think more, I think, I think, the question is really asking us is how does podcasting affect our personal life and vice versa? Um, I don't so know for me, yeah, it definitely does for me. Okay. And I will say this, not to make this about me, because this is the sibling happy hour. We do this show together. Yeah. But my sister said it at the top of the, at the top of the hour. Not the hour. Jeez, what do I think? I'm on radio or something. Right. <laughs> at the, at the at top, the of, top the show. of the hour, we yeah. have the news. <laughs> Danny, what's the weather doing out there? <laughs> I say the internet radio show, not not real radio. Um, as my sister pointed out, I do the post production. I do the producing mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I started this, I have a full-time job. Yeah. I, I, this is not my, I have a real full-time job. Yeah, that we takes both up do. A, yes, we both, yeah. let, let me let me rephrase it. Yes, yeah. we both do. We both have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Now, my sister, when she agreed to do this, did not realize how much time outside of actually filming this show actually takes. Let me be honest. Uh, I... Did I think 14 months later we'd still be doing this and be on the 100th episode? No. I, I what? Was, I, I was like, I'll do this, you know, for a little bit and then it'll sort of like taper off and then I, I won't have to. Because I think if I if I were to go back, of course I would still do the show, but I'd be like, mm, every week? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I ask, I require an hour and a half of recording time of my sister every week. Mm-hmm. That's it. It goes over. Uh, it goes over because of you, not because of me. No. Sometimes that's, you get it going. You are very you just, talkative. <laughs> I, we both are. Stop. Don't throw that under, don't throw that under, don't throw me under the bus like that. We I'm both are I'm going to throw you under the bus. You talk too much. All right. Well, <laughs> so do you. You talk too much and you never shut up. No, but for me, my personal life, I do the post-production. Ladies and gentlemen, if y'all follow us on all the social media and the YouTube and all of that, all those clips and everything, we don't have a staff. I do that. Right. That is me. And that we is We don't have self-talk. a staff yet. Manifest yes. that. Yes. We don't have a staff yes. yet. Even we then, will. even when we do have a staff, I'll be looking over their shoulder. Don't I just, that's, micromanage. That's who, that's who no, I am. let it go. Not, let I'm it not, I'm trust not your like staff. directly over their shoulder. No, yes, you but, are. Uh, no, I'm not. And you're no. too tall for that. But part of it I enjoy. Part of it I really enjoy doing the editing. All right, yeah. Time out. I don't enjoy doing the editing of the show mm-hmm, anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do enjoy doing the editing for the clips. That I do enjoy. But the show, doing the editing for the show, that is very time consuming. So to answer your question, how has this affected my personal life? I now have two full time jobs. I don't regret it. This right. is what I chose to do, and I actually really enjoy it and love it. Right. Nobody's putting a gun to our head. Like, no. we're choosing to do this. Yeah. yeah. But it does affect my personal life because I people will be like, hey, man, why don't you, you want to come out and hang that? I got some shows to edit, or I got to do this interview, or no, I, I can't do that. And Yeah, because I have two full-time jobs. But yeah. I didn't know it was going to be this time-consuming. I don't regret it. Not at all. Now, what's surprising to me is you saying that you thought that this wasn't going to last that long. I thought you would get. I thought you would the, get you don't, bored you with don't it. Know your bro- you don't know your brother. When when have I ever said I'm going to do something and not follow through with it? Yeah, I was projecting. That's me. I do that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I I do think, but that I you know I get hyper focused on stuff, and then the novelty wears off, and then it tapers off. Um, as far as it, any, how do I handle my personal life with the podcast commitments? You know, uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes Thursday nights I want to chill. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I get off work and I'm just like, mm, I got to do my research and stuff for the show or, you know, uh, things like that. we got to record the show. So, yeah, sometimes, you know, I'm tired. I don't want to do it, but it and, doesn't. And we have to start later. We have to start. We start recording after 730 because I'm still working until seven with my yeah. regular 
day job. I'm still yeah. working until seven o'clock at night on Thursdays. Yeah. So which means you're start. up even later because you gotta edit the show right. so that I and can then, go out the next day. And then I'm supposed to take Fridays off, but the last couple of months I've been working Fridays. So it's like I'm up late doing the post-production so that the show is released on time on Friday. Mm-hmm. And then I have to work on Friday. So, uh, but that sounds like I'm complaining. I'm not complaining. You ask me how it's affect my personal life. I'm giving you the answer. The answer yeah. is I be working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. If y'all haven't noticed, if y'all watch on the video, I'm starting to develop bags under my eyes. I yeah. didn't have that at the beginning. <laughs> I didn't have it. I'm starting to get wrinkles on my forehead. I didn't <laughs> have it in the original episodes. The forehead right. used to be smooth. Now it's like I got like Dwayne Johnson wrinkles on my forehead. I don't know where the <laughs> hell that came from. All right. And if you're watching, my face got a little bit fatter. My sister is losing weight. I'm gaining weight. That's all about to change because I'm back on my diet for the new year. But I'm just saying. Are you keto been, again? Are you keto I'm, again? I'm going back starting next week. Because I already started off bad this week. So I said, this is going to be the last week. And then no more chips from Sunday to April 1st. No more chips. Yeah, I gave up sweets um, and and Uber Eats. I like that it rhymes. But like, <laughs> so, so you have to understand, like, even for before the surgery, I went zero sugar. Mm-hmm. So I had not had sugar. And then when I took my sabbatical, I said, I want to do whatever I want. I want to eat some candy or something. And so mm-hmm. I got some candy and it was like crack. Like it, because <laughs> I hadn't had sugar in so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so now I have to kick my sugar habit. And it's hard because I really well, want a slice of cake right now. Sugar is absolutely addictive. I don't yes. know. I don't. I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly. And somebody in the YouTube comments will absolutely correct me. Uh, love. I love the YouTube comment community. Um, that was me being sarcastic. I do love <laughs> some of y'all. Uh, some of y'all do not. I believe I saw a study a few years back where they studied sugar and cocaine on the effect of mice, and it had very similar effects. Yeah. Like yeah. Very very. Like sugar is a addictive. No, you absolutely that's absolutely correct. Um it does have the same effect on the body as as, as and drugs. This is what I learned when I went keto all the way back in 2019. How much food actually has sugar in it? Yeah. And it's it's not said on the label, right? right. A lot of times people won't recognize it in a label, but anytime there's a complex carb there's mm-hmm. sugar involved with it. So this the nutritionist of me is about to come out. What is a complex carb? Complex carbs are your breads, your grains, your pastas, your things, your potatoes, your things of that nature. Yeah. All that stuff has sugar in it. So yes. when you think they're like, I'm cutting out sugar. No, you're not. No. No, no, you're not. All that stuff it. breaks down and turns into what? Sugar. Well, glucose, but but yeah, and, that's, and, 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 that's well, sugar. Yeah, yes. It's it, sugar. If it, has, if it has os at the end, sucrose, fructose, glucose, it's a sug. Well, sucrose, I think, is a sweetener. I don't think necessarily it's a sugar. I think sucrose is sug. Hold All on. right, we're about to get off topic. ADHD. Way we're not off do topic. That. We're not going to do that. We're going to go back to your questions after this quick break. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's Bruce Anthony here, and welcome to another episode of Unsolicited Perspectives. Today, 
I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind lately, the importance of staying hydrated and taking care of ourselves. Whether it's prioritizing our health and wellness, or gearing up for festival seasons, or just gearing up for whatever season or time of year, there's one brand that's been my go-to for all things hydration, Liquid IV. Speaking of health and wellness, let's dive into how Liquid IV can fuel your well-being. Imagine starting your day off right, feeling refreshed and energized. Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier is the missing piece in your daily routine. With just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. It's perfect for those early mornings, pre-workout boosts, moments when you're just feeling run down, or even after a late night or long flights. I absolutely love how convenient Liquid IV is. The packaging makes it easy to bring with me wherever I go. And let me tell you, it's become vital daily part of my routine. The flavors, <laughs> let me tell you something, they're incredible. From refreshing sea berry and strawberry lemonade to classics like lemon lime and watermelon, there's a flavor for every preference. It's like a burst of hydration with a hint of deliciousness. Picture this. One stick of liquid IV mixed in 16 ounces of water, hydrating you two times faster and more efficient than water alone. And with 12 mouth water and flavors, you'll never get bored with your hydration routine. Plus, liquid IV is packed with five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and of course, vitamin C. It's also made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. This is hydration at its finest. But it doesn't stop there. Liquid IV believes that access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. That's why they partner with leading organizations finding innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. It's incredible to know that Liquid IV has already donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. They truly walk the talk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code unsolicited at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code unsolicited at liquidiv.com. Remember folks, taking care of ourselves should always be a priority. So why wait? Head over to liquidiv.com, pick your favorite flavors and experience hydration like never before. Stay refreshed, stay hydrated, and keep rocking those unsolicited perspectives. All right, so my sister did a little research, and what'd you find out, Jay? Sucrose is the chemical name for table sugar. It is actually sugar. You're so, like, I think it's just a sweetener. Yeah, no, so I was absolutely wrong. See, ladies and gentlemen? Check my ego right there. Right. <laughs> but that's enough of us detour. Let's get back to your questions. Um, any instances where your life experiences played a big role in shaping a podcast episode, specifically us? Um, I, I can't off the top of my head think of anything personally. I mean, I talk about my personal life when I just do the show all by myself. Mm -hmm. um, I tell everybody about you know crazy dating stories. Um, but I don't remember there being a specific instance where I was like, okay, I got to talk about this on the show, uh, unless I'm throwing people's confidences, uh, that they tell me, you know, personal stories. And I just say, a friend told me this, a friend told me that. Yeah. But for yeah, you, I mean, when you had your surgery, 
Yeah. I, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I'm absolutely messy. I love. I love when people tell me gossip. I. Yeah. I love gossip. Yeah. I won't. I'm not messy in my personal life. Right. But I'll be in everybody else's mess. You but, will but, not share, but you will definitely consume. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I ain't sharing. Yeah. I, this is my one cuss word. I ain't sharing shit. Right. I, well, not true. I talked about crypto after three months. Yes. I did talk about crypto. Uh, and this is this is something, okay, This it didn't happen right at that time, mm-hmm. right? It happened three months earlier. But I, if you watch the episode, you can absolutely tell I got emotional and I had to cut it. Yeah. Because there's a there's a cut. <laughs> there's a cut. And you see the eyes. They real, yeah. they real, you know, they they little bloodshot. Yeah. Because brother had to, you know, stop and, and cry a little bit. Uh we're not gonna let's matter of fact, let's switch the subject right now. Well, <laughs> so let's go to well you. you had a whole episode where you let people see a deeper look into who you are. I think Oh, the fiftieth episode. I, yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> The way in which your life experience shaped that episode is that typically you are not an open book like that. And it was you stepping out of your comfort zone. Whereas like me, everybody, if anybody has been listening to the show from the beginning, y'all know I I struggle with anxiety and depression. I struggle with ADHD. When I got the ADHD Uh diagnosis, I told everybody about that. (laughs) Uh, y'all know about my weight loss journey and I had bariatric surgery. Like I wouldn't say I'm an open book, but I would say the way in which my life experience shaped the way I present on the show, not necessarily Mm. show topics is that I know what it's like to feel like you're alone in, Mm -hmm. in whatever, issues you're in, like whether it's anxiety, depression, whatever it is. I had an eating disorder when I was a teenager, like whatever it is, there are times where you feel like you're alone. And and not only that, there's a, there was such a stigma attached, particularly to mental health. So when I'm more vocal about it, it's because I want to normalize people talking about it. Yeah. Like we all struggle with our our mental health is like our physical health is like our emotional health is like our spiritual health. We all have times where we're feeling up and times where we're feeling down. Mm-hmm. That's universal for everybody. Everybody has had a moment or, you know, maybe it's chronic where you have struggled with your mental health. I know a lot of particularly women, particularly black women, are getting ADHD and autism diagnosis, diagnoses in their 30s and 40s because they spent their entire life masking and didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so when I when I talk about these things, talk about my life experience or things that I'm going through, how I present on the show is to normalize the discussion of it mm-hmm. um, so that people don't feel as afraid when somebody asks you, yeah, how, you know, how are you doing? I'm like, hey, you know, this this week was a tough week, but I'm 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 feeling better. You know, like it's OK. You don't have to say I'm fine if you're not fine. So that's what I wanted to get across in the way that I present on the show. And I think that's so important because important, that's exactly what I try to do as well. Well, kind of, sort of. I'm not as open as you are. I do all, I, I will say openly that I suffer from anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it, it's funny because I come from the generation, 90s, hip hop, where you can't be soft. Yeah. Got to be hard all the time. And I'm like, who wants to do that all the time, man? That's yeah. the reason why so many people, so many men are dying of heart attacks and strokes. We holding it all in instead of talking about it. Right. My, I have two. My bestie, I don't ever have to say that. I don't ever have to do that with because she's a female. Not to say that men and female are, are men and females are different. I, hold on. I'm mm-hmm. not going to sugarcoat that. Men and females are different when it comes to dealing with emotions. Mm-hmm. Women are, are, by and large, generally speaking, are a lot more vocal in expressing their emotions than men are. By, I said, by and large, generally speaking, I I, I put all types of caveats on that. No, but I I'm, I mean, it's not something that's inherent. Like it's it's a societal construct. It's what we're allowed yes. to do. You're men absolutely are, right. Yes, by society, men are not allowed to express the full breadth of their emotions because we're that's somehow a, a, an attack on their masculinity, which is absolutely ridiculous. Right. We're taught as young children. Little girls can cry. Little mm-hmm. boys can't cry. Right. You know? Um, so I never have a problem telling my bestie, because she's a female, I love you. Like, we never have a problem going back and forth with that. My two other best guy friends, one of them, never have a problem with saying, I love you. Hey, love you, brother. Love you, too. The other one, <laughs> you know, we know <laughs> we know he does. Right. And you know who I'm talking I'm talking to you. We know you love us. Yeah. And, and it just it just happened, I think, on New Year's or Christmas. We send it back, uh, you know, Merry Christmas or Happy New Year's, guys. I love you. Hey, the other one was like, hey, man, love you, too. <laughs> and another friend was like, Happy New Year. And I was like, just tell us you love us, dude. Like, yeah. I know you do. <laughs> But he comes from that old school. It's just like yeah. men are men. And this is like, nah, man, like the eye. And it's like, well, I don't have those type of emotions. Yeah, you do. You just suppressing it. You mm-hmm. you got him. You got him. And you suppress it and it comes out as anger. Not saying right. him in particular, but I'm just saying by and large, you suppress emotions. It comes out in anger. So right, if you're an angry you person re- that's got a quick temper. Because you resent other people who are able to express their emotions. Mm. That's Damn, where it comes. That's, that's yeah, where I mean. it comes from. Like whenever you see somebody and all they can express is rage, it's it's twofold. It's one that's that's the only thing that they were taught that they could express was mm-hmm. joy and rage, and that's it. And and also it's a resentment of people uh, living authentically. Ooh, just dropped a bar there. Yeah. Just drop the bar. Let's go to the next question. And this all one, right. all right. So people, like I said, people asked about relationships and dating and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This was the closest one to one of these questions that I that I was like, all right, we'll answer this one. Mm-hmm. How is doing the show, or has doing the show had any impact on your personal relationships? Um, no. Okay, none for you? Well... You know, I think it's opened up conversations with people that I might not have normally had because they Mm. listen to the show and they think something that I said was interesting or they don't agree or they do agree or whatever. So I think it's opened up dialogues with people um, that ordinarily I'd be like, I didn't even know you thought about that stuff. Yeah, hell yeah, we could talk about it. Like, Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's up? It's so funny. I have a I have a nephew, one of my friend's sons, and he he will hit me up when he comes across, you know, some some 
social justice issue and he doesn't quite understand what the problem is or he's trying to wrap his mind around it. He's like, I just want to get your thoughts on this, Auntie. And and we'll sit and we'll have a whole, you know, conversation about it and and try to get him to develop his own, you know, thought process. I I I don't I'll give him my opinion, but I don't like to lead him to an answer. I'll be like, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think about this? Or have you thought about it like this? So yes, yeah, definitely. Um, but if you think if as far as like any kind of like negative impacts, nah, not really. Except for the people who want to come on the show and we'd be like, nah. Yeah, there's okay, so there's that, <laughs> right? Like there's some people that's like, well, why don't you like come on, let me come on the show? I'm like, what are we gonna talk about? Right. You know, we can just, I like, nah, okay. Nah. So you just want to be on the show to be on the show for what? I don't, I don't think people really understand what it's like to do a show, yeah. right? You think that you can just get up. People just think that they could just get up and start talking, but there cannot be dead air. No. There can't be three to five seconds of silence. Right. Unless, you know, the, the, unless it's like you're laughing or something or something like that. But when you're having speech and, 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 and your conversations, with people, you can't have a five-second lapse of nothingness. You automatically yeah. lose the listener or the watcher. Right. So people could come on here thinking that they have something to say, not really be able to articulate it expansively, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, oh, I, I said everything I need to say in five minutes. Well, we got yeah. another 45 to 55 minutes yeah. left. It's so, not <laughs> easy to fill an hour. <laughs> no, it's well, not. it is for us because we can talk. It but... is for us because ADHD <laughs> and we <Right>. can talk. <laughs> but it's it's not easy to fill an hour. So no, it's not. And a lot of times people are like, I feel really strongly about this. I want to talk about it. Great. Let me hear what you say. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> well that's it yeah okay well that, that <laughs> took- <laughs> how did they respond again when you said that's it yeah like okay but that was about 45 seconds right you said all you needed to say in 45 seconds a segment like, is 15 to 20 minutes yes. one segment that's <laughs> so, not enough like <laughs> no so that's funny on the show yeah, I've, I've told a lot of people no. Yeah. I've told a lot of people no. I, yeah. I don't. And, and they've gotten offended. And I'm just like, and and I'm really not gentle with it. With, mm-hmm. In my older age, I'm really not gentle. I'm very mm-hmm. blunt and mm-hmm. direct. Mm-hmm. Like, I was actually really proud of you that one time. Yeah, was I know like, you no. were. It's a no yeah. now and it's a no tomorrow. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I like that. You didn't know that I stand on business when it comes to business. I, did, I don't I stand on business in personal life, but I stand on business when it comes to business. I never had that chance to see that side of you. And I really <laughs> was like, I, the respect for you, it just even went, it went even higher. Okay. I was, <laughs> I, I was glad you said even higher because I was about to be like, I can actually respect for you. I obviously <laughs> respect you. <laughs> You're my older brother. <laughs> All right. So for me, <laughs> this is the funny thing. I have friends that listen to the show Mm -hmm. that whether they realize it or not in the time that they're talking to me is giving me content. Yeah. Cause you know, I will often go on a side tangent Mm -hmm. of my friend or this person that I know and this and that they, and a few of my friends have said, 
I'm not telling you nothing else no more. I was like, why? Because you was talking about it on the show. I was like, they don't know that I was talking about you. I didn't say your name. I didn't even say the gender of the person. Most of the time, I don't even say the gender of the person. I was just like, I got to be careful what I say around you. I was like, I didn't. I told your business, but it don't nobody knows it's your business. Right. Right. And the few people that I have had on to tell their business, one person, Allie, did not want me to give her real name. She wanted mm-hmm. to talk about um, the time uh, that that she was on the Metro and she was drunk and yeah. then I drove her home. And I was like, you don't have to show your face or anything when I had to give you a real name. Uh, and then I had another friend on when I was giving relationship advice to. And I was like, you don't like the way you look right now. That's okay. You don't have to be on video. Right. Uh, can I can I use your name like the, like I protect people. Yeah. I protect my sources. Okay. <laughs> I did go. I did start in journalism for a little bit, so I will protect my sources. Yeah. So, yeah. but that's how personal relationships. People be like, well, I don't want to tell you this because you gonna put it on the show. And I tell them, odds are, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's gotten to the point where people tell me something. It's like I'm gonna be real honest with you. I'm gonna talk about this on my show. Yeah. I'm like, this is too good. I'm going to talk about this on my show. Like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, just to let you know. Just to let um, you know. I'll, if you listen let you in, know. something's going <laughs> to sound real familiar. Real familiar. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the next question, we kind of already answered this, but I, I think we can get in a little bit more detail about it. What are our, our personal habits or rituals that help us get ready for the show? Um, we do spend a few minutes chatting before you actually hit record just to kind of catch up a little bit, get in the zone. Um, That's I, evolved co- over time right? because yeah. it used to be talking about, all right, how the show was going to go. And then mm-hmm. recently, I, don't, I recently over the last couple of months, I've cut that out. And yeah. I said, it, sometimes it feels like to me, because my sister and I have different outlooks on life. Mm-hmm. She's always thinking. That's good. And I'm always thinking that could be better. That wasn't that good. So I was thinking that we weren't starting off right. And so I said, hey, I think we should just chit chat. Don't even talk about the show. Just chit chat before we get started so that we're already laughing and joking so that when we hit the ground running, we have that energy where I thought some of the shows took a little while to start picking up on energy. That's the reason why we always start with dilly daddling. Yeah. Um, because Dilly Daddling is. But that's new. But that is like. Our, that happened kind of like in the middle, like in yeah. around the 50th episodes and that we really, started doing that. It really happened organically, too. I think we just opened a show where we were just talking about nothing. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's actually good for the first segment. All right. <laughs> yes, let's just go. Yeah. Let's go with it. We got a positive response. So we were like, all right, we'll just go with it. Everybody yeah. knows Bruce is the sibling happy hour. So there's going to be a cocktail. That's another. Sometimes I don't have cocktails all the time. We always got a little something to drink, something, you know, whatever. I'm not always drinking on every episode. And I'm not always smoking on every episode. Well, we've we've had a conversation about the smoking before we start doing that. Right. So that was that was a ritual that we had to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was editing the shows. I was like, Jay, you said 17 words. In an hour and 30 minutes. I still do not think that that's true. I think I was speaking. I, I got the transcripts. I got the transcripts where it says my name in the words and your name in the words. And there was one episode where you were high and I spoke for 80% of the episode. 
Anyway, another one of my rituals is is setting up my room. Like my room, does, the background behind me. I don't know what's going on with the light on my TV right now. I don't know. I think why that's kind of dope, happening. though. It should be flashing. It's usually like just it. blue, so I don't know what's going on with that right now. But um, just you know, my room doesn't look like this ordinarily. So like the no. whole process of setting my room, it just helps me get in the zone. It's just another one. I didn't even think about that as a as a ritual. And then you know, what up, sis? What up, brother? Like that's yeah. Those are that's, that's greeting. That's part of the show, but we didn't even realize that that was a thing until some until a, a viewer pointed that out. Mm-hmm. He was <laughs> like, "Y'all we, always say that. Is that your catchphrase?" And I was like, "It what?" And then I was going back. I was like, "We do always say that." Yeah, and and and, and that's not something that I got to practice. That's literally. How we greet Just, each other. Yeah, how we yeah. greet each other. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, for me, my personal rituals are making sure everything is set up, mm-hmm. making sure that I have my rundown sheet in front of me, uh, and doing my throat exercises. So, that, that, <laughs> that's that's a new thing, doing throat exercises, because I notice, you know, I get dry mouth real quick. Mm-hmm. I start smacking. And I get nasally. And listen, we got these pop screens on our mics and everything, but it still pick up every little pop. <laughs> every, every, everything. It's still everything. Yes. People be like, why you got that big thing? It's because y'all don't understand. <laughs> I be popping a lot when I talk, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, be, I be popping a lot. Yeah. All right. Um, next question. We and I thought this was no, but I knew this show. I knew this show was going to be longer than our normal hour. I told you that's the reason why we're not filming after hours right after this. I said okay. this show was probably going to be about an hour and a half. <laughs> I said that before. Well, no, let's be real. A lot of our shows in that 100 span episode, sibling happy hours was close to they, an hour and a half. So they run long. They run. Long. Yeah, they run we long. This is 100th episode. Yeah. yeah, we for tried sure. to. But, you know, hey, look. It's the 100th episode, right? Yeah. We're giving y'all what we're giving y'all because we're trying to give y'all what y'all want. Right. I, hey, I think that should be a slogan. No. We're giving y'all what y'all giving you. What not we're giving every, y'all because we think. Not, <laughs> no, everything, not everything should. You already forgot it, first of all. But not everything <laughs> I did. You a I, did. <laughs> I did forget it already. Wait a minute. We give you what we give you because we give you what you want. I don't know. No, I, I, you already it, forgot sounded, it. It sounded smooth the first time I said it, though. All right. <laughs> I hate your guts. That's another thing. I hate my sister's guts, if y'all didn't know. <laughs> well, that answers the next question. Yeah, because what's the most... Um, Jesus, it'd be better if I could actually speak. What's the most significant this, thing this y'all just... This pretty. This pay pretty. <laughs> People might not get that. All um, right. If you know old Eddie most... Murphy said in that lab, you'll get it. Yeah. I, I, can't, I would love to get out this question. Go I've been ahead. interrupted three times. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> Can I get it out now? Nobody, <laughs> I'm not stopping you. you. You literally are stopping me. That's exactly the reason why I've been able to do it. All right. What's the most significant thing you discovered about each other? That you hate my guts. <laughs> no, come on now. <laughs> no. We, no, I don't hate you. No, guts. We, we tell each other we hate each other's guts constantly. It's, yeah. it, it means we love each other. Um, yeah, it's a term of endearment. Um, that we actually have more in common as far as our, uh, views on different issues than I thought we would. Like a lot of times you'll come with stuff and you'll be like, you'll probably disagree. And then you'll say something and I'll be like, no, I actually agree with that. I think that's happened like three times. No, 
I think that's happened more than three. I think when we talk about stuff, there are there have been times, and I remember these instances where you'll you'll say something or I'll say something, and the other will agree disagree. Like mm. that, oh, yeah. that has definitely happened. But mm-hmm. I think whenever we bring up topics or things to talk about, typically you and I agree more often than we don't, and that was surprising to me because I thought for sure. I'd be like, oh boy, I'm gonna have to well, you know rein him that. in. Yeah, you know why you thought that? Because you used to be a yeah. show, a male chauvinist. I, absolutely, I will not. I will not shy away from that. From the yeah. man that I used to be, I was a yeah. male chauvinist, cheater, selfish, self-absorbed human being. Now, yeah. I'm no longer a cheater. I'm trying not to be a male chauvinist. I think I've come a long way from that. You definitely have. Uh, Am I still self-absorbed? Sometimes. I mean, I think I think all of us are a little self-absorbed, uh, self-absorbed sometimes. Yeah, that's a natural I, human condition is to care about yourself. I do not believe that I'm selfish anymore. I don't mm. believe I'm selfish anymore. Mm. If, if, you if like the, to do what you want to do, yes, even if but, other people don't want to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to watch sometimes the movie people, you want to watch. Hold on. All right. Even it was only that one time. Everybody in the room is already watching Jack Reacher and enjoying right. it. Okay. Let, let's let's get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my dad was showing off. He's got a media room. And when I say a media room, it's a movie theater. And when I say a movie theater, it's a legit movie theater in his home. This is America. A lot of people have those. Yeah, this is not well. No, I don't. You know anybody else that personally got a movie theater in their home? Yeah, one of my friends does. A, a movie theater like Dad's? Yes, yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. Hey, look. I think a lot of people are putting them in the. You know, you got that extra little room, and you. you a lot of people are putting them well, in there. Well, house. he doesn't have an extra little room. He's it, it's, it's a it's but a thing. It, it, it's a thing. It's neither here nor there. So we my dad's got this. We were watching Jack Reacher. Okay, and, and we not were the good enjoying Jack Reacher, it. Not the TV series, which is I think is really good. The Tom Cruise Jack Reacher, which also is pretty good. Yeah, Jack we were is all good. enjoying it. Everyone in the room was enjoying it, but you right. had just had to see Superman or some, I something. I just wanted to see what Superman looked like with all the super surround sound and big movie theater atmosphere. I wanted to see what it looked like. Do it on your own time. I, I how am I going to do it on my own time when it's at Dad's house? That's for you to figure out. But we were watching Jack Reacher and you just had to do what you wanted to do and you broke the damn system. All right. No, I didn't break the system. (laughs) You did break it. It stopped working after I started messing. (laughs) It was temporarily inoperable. Yeah. Temporarily. Yeah. Just for a short period of time. That's called broken. It became operable when the technician came out and <laughs> <laughs> made it operable again. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all don't understand. I thought I broke my dad's uh, media room, movie theater. I was yeah. I was like, I don't know how much it's going to cost, but I know whatever it costs, I ain't got it. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry, dad. I'm so sorry. It basically ruined the evening. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're okay. All right. I'm not as selfish as I used to be. Can I say that? Yes. All right. All right. Yeah. Because I didn't show, did I show any selfish nature when I was down there to visit? No, we had a good time. Good time. You know what I'm saying? All right. The last question is a two parter. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any memorable fan interactions? 
And what achievements are you proudest of since the podcast began? Um, I, I had, I did. So I was at a birthday party and one of the guests, I, I had met her uh, like once before that, but um, only in passing. And she's a friend of a friend. And she came up to me and she said, you and your brother are so funny. And I thought she was talking about her other brother. <laughs> And I was mm-hmm. like, uh, but I was still confused. I was like, what? Because he wasn't there at the party. And so I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And she was like, the podcast. And it took me so long to re- like to register what was actually happening. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You listen? <laughs> and then you <laughs> like, and then like you came up to me to like tell me like you listen, like you're a you're our audience. Like it was, it was so shocking to me. Like it was the first time that's a, typically that doesn't happen to regular people. It just doesn't happen mm-hmm. that people come up to you and be like, Hey, I, I just love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. And, um, my proudest achievement are, are YouTube followers. Yeah. Our YouTube followers. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause we did not project, the numbers that we projected as far as like getting subscribers much low lower (laughs) than where we ended that where we ended 2023 like it exceeded both of our expectations we 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 surpassed 1750 Mm -hmm. so we surpassed 1750 people or subscribers on Mm -hmm. youtube and uh, we were projecting, we were hoping to get 500 by the end of the year. Yeah. So that was, that. that, it, that is a really something I'm really proud of. I'm also really proud of just the audio version. Even uh, before the YouTube took off, the audio version was being heard in all over the world. Yeah. Like all over throughout the United States, all throughout North America, Central America, South America, y'all need to pick it up. But Europe and in at, in per, certain parts in Africa. And I was just like, wow, like one, how are they finding us? And two, thank you for finding us. And it would yeah. be, it wouldn't be one offs. It would be consistent. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was, that was really cool. So um, I guess that's, I guess that's what I'm proudest of. I'm proudest of, you know, y'all really, you like us. You really like us. Another thing uh, is we we went v- kind of viral we, on Instagram. Times. On a no, times. That, that one video on Instagram that yeah, it's almost at seventy thousand. Yeah, views um, over five thousand comments. You know you're you know you're getting somewhere when they start to have a fight in your comments. <laughs> that was like, funny when they yeah. the, they not arguing with us. No commenters in the Instagram posts are arguing with each other over their comments. And it's like, we made it. We made it. Something like it. <laughs> Something like it. When they start fighting each other, and that's that's when you know you made it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now that was really proud. Um, have I had any fan interactions? Not in, not, I guess in person, person. Mm-hmm. There, there are people that, that, that I didn't realize that are somehow connected to me that listen to the show regularly that will come up to me and, and be like, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed that. And, and I know I disappoint some of them because they want to have a conversation with me about whatever it was I was speaking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you have to remind me because 
I do these shows and as soon as I cut them off and edit them, everything that it was said was gone. Yeah. Right. The only time I get remembered about what happened on what episode is the clips. Right? Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember us talking about that. But some sometimes people bring up stuff and I'm just like, I'm sorry to be a disappointment. I don't really know what episode you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, but if you can refresh my memory, maybe I maybe I remember. Yeah. Um, that's been cool. Really, it's been a few commenters on the YouTube that have just been consistent, consistent yeah. watchers yeah. and will comment. And their comments aren't vague comments. They yeah. are, they genuinely watch the entire episode mm-hmm. and they have comments or questions or they want to hear uh, our, our viewpoints or certain things. And I'm like, that's really dope. Yeah. And uh, like, I encourage, I even encourage the haters, you yeah. know, when they make comments, it's like, Hey, you watching. You hate yeah. watching, but you watching. So, yeah. you know, so I guess that, thanks uh, for the views. that's, yeah, thanks for the views. So that's the fan interactions and what I'm most proud of. So. Yeah. And that's the end of the questions, but that's not the end of the episode because something happened mm-hmm. this week that we need to talk about. Let's and talk about William, it. And it's, and it's the Cat Williams interview. And we're going to get into that next. All right, Jay, like we said, something funny happened this week. Mm-hmm. Club Shay Shay is a podcast that is done by Shannon Sharp. He should be most known for being one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. I think he's a three-time Super Bowl winner. TV personality, and he has a podcast that he does, Club Shay Shay, doing very good work. Mm-hmm. Uh, on his podcast recently this week had Cat Williams, the comedian on the show. If y'all don't know who Cat Williams is, he was Money Mike off of Next Friday, Bobby Shaw on My Wife and Kids, um, Joe the Policeman in the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. No. Excuse me, that was excuse, that was Randy Watson. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, but very, very, he's been in the comedy game for a very long time. Has a yes. whole bunch of specials. Uh, he recently went on. Shannon Sharp's podcast, Club Shay Shay, and literally just went loose. Unloaded. He 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 uh unloaded. And and what I will say, and I've listened to or watched the majority of the podcast, about 85% of it. He told some lies and he told some truths. Yeah. I watched There's the whole a thing. Bit of all of it. I watched okay. I watched the whole thing on like between 1.5 and two times the speed. So mm-hmm. it made it seem even more unhinged. I highly recommend, even if you've already seen it, watch it again on two times speed. Uh, <laughs> it's even funnier. But yeah, it was a mix of it was a mix of truth and lies. You could take it with a but with a grain of salt. But uh there were a few comedians. Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, Ricky Smiley, who were on Shannon's show. Mm-hmm. They said some things that Kat did not agree with. And so he and took that opportunity. Right. To- and so that's that's what I said to one of my friends. One of mm-hmm. my friends said, I don't know why he did this. You know, it's crabs in a barrel. And I said, no, 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 no. These were people that were on Shannon Sharp's podcast that mm-hmm. said things. He's responding. Mm-hmm. You have with... You are well within your rights when somebody says something about you that you don't necessarily agree with to be able to defend yourself. Yeah, just because he essentially what he did. Just because he ethered them doesn't mean that it came out of nowhere. Right. (laughs) 
It, it came it, from somewhere. It, it was a response to things that were said that involved him and or like involved said, people that he respected, such as Bernie Mac. Right. And like I said, there was a lot of truth in mm-hmm. what he had to say. Now, did he read 3,000 books a year and run a 4340? No. Was he no. Was he accepted to college at age seven? Listen. No. No. Probably not. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Probably Was Steve not. Harvey wearing a wig? Yes. Yes. We all knew that. That, that is absolutely true. We all is knew Ricky that. Is Ricky Smiley... A really, really talented comedian? Eh. No. Is he a really, really talented actor? No. No. Is is Cat Williams 5'5"? No, he is not. Yes, he is. He said that, and then he said Kevin Hart was 5'2". He is not three inches taller than Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart isn't 5'2". I've met Kevin Hart. I have not met Cat Williams. I've met Kevin Hart. I've stood next to him, shook hands, dapped him up. He is a short man. Yeah. He's probably around 5'4". He's not 5'2". Uh, but 5'4 sounds about right. I, I just, I don't know that I believe that Cat Williams is 5'5". Five five, but that's... Did Cedric the Entertainer steal his joke? Now, I've watched the side-by-side comparisons, and mm-hmm. they are similar. I don't think Cedric the Entertainer actually stole his joke. Are they similar? They are similar. They are They are similar. Because he says verbatim, he just changed my car. I didn't watch the side by side. No, it's not verbatim. It's not verbatim. It's not. It's not verbatim because I watched it. It's not. But it is similar. Is it the same Uh, setup, premise, punchline? Yes and no. Cat Williams is talking about riding through the streets, cruising in a car that's kind of hard to start get going, like an old deuce and a quarter or something Mm -hmm. like that. Cedric the Entertainer actually said Deuce in the Quarter. Cat Williams said something else. Cedric's joke is about how they're going into outer space and mm-hmm. saying black folks want to go there too. We'll we'll go in anything. We'll go in a Deuce in the Quarter and we'll spaceship it and we'll be blasting music along the way. So though that premise of the joke is similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not, Cat said it's verbatim. It's not verbatim. I, but I don't know the comedy game. If you take a kernel of somebody else's joke and kind of craft it a little bit differently and make it your own. Is that still in a joke? I don't know the rules of the stand-up comedy game, but I it's not it verbatim. Is. Well, and then, then he stole is. the joke there. And the thing that bothers me the most about it is that when, when Shannon Sharp asked Cedric the Entertainer about stealing the joke, he said the timeline doesn't add up or just it doesn't line up. He didn't, That's not a no. Right. And the timeline does add up. And the timeline does. Cat Williams did it. Cat Williams did it on Comic View. Yeah, Cat Williams did it on Comic View, which aired before the Kings of Comedy. Mm -hmm. That's that's just that's just a timeline. Yeah. Um, Steve Harvey did try to sabotage Bernie Mac. Mm -hmm. He did try to get hired on Ocean's Eleven, Mm -hmm. and that is an absolute lie that Steve Harvey said. I didn't want to be a movie star. Cat Williams is right. Yes. Steve Harvey isn't a movie star. No. Because Cat Williams is right. Steve Harvey doesn't speak well. Yeah. He, he is, in fact, a country bumpkin. Yes. Now, Bernie also didn't speak well, but he did it in such a way that was comical that it didn't sound as bad as what Steve Harvey does. Bernie just had a star quality. He That's was just another a star. Thing. Like, he was just a star. 
I can, wanted can, to watch him. I wanted to watch him star in things. I I, wa- I wanted to see his movies. He, I, I wanted to see his TV shows. I can't say the same thing about Steve Harvey. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I liked uh, the Steve Harvey show. The Steve Harvey show was funny. But it was a rip of hanging with Mr. Cooper. I didn't even realize that until he broke it down. And it absolutely was a ripper hanging with Mr. Cooper. And I did not know that he used a tour with Mark Curry. And that is funny that he was touring with Mark Curry. It was Mark Curry's tour. But Steve Harvey has never done anything with Mark Curry. Right. Uh, so that's that's interesting. Also, I've heard it on other interviews with DL that... It was originally uh, Guy Tory hosting mm-hmm. uh, Cedric the Entertainer and Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey was supposed to be the closer. He and was Steve the said, closer. He was the closer. But Steve said he couldn't close because Ced and Bernie would go too long. And then when they brought in DL, they would go too long. So then they started mixing up the closers. But if anybody's watched The Kings of Comedy, and I know it was filmed differently to make Bernie the closer. He may have not been the closer that night. But Bernie is the king of that group. Yes. Plain and, and simple. And, and if you are, if Cat Williams is to be, be believed that the producer of the show made the decision to change the lineup and put Bernie as the closer. I mean, yeah, because Bernie should be the closer. Yeah, because he shut that show down. Like he was the perfect ending. Yes. And he was the funniest one. By far the funniest one. By a and, mile. <laughs> and yes, the Kings of Comedy didn't do a second tour because Bernie kind of didn't want to do it. But that's because Bernie and Steve Harvey didn't get along. Now, you right. may not understand that now if you watch the Steve Harvey show because he does all these remembrance episodes. Remembrance. Re- what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a memoriam. Memoriam. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, memoriam episodes for Bernie. But they wasn't really rocking like that because think about it. Bernie Mac never appeared on the Steve Harvey show. Not mm-hmm. once. Steve Harvey never appeared on the Bernie Mac show. Mm-hmm. Well, neither this said or DL. Uh, well, so none of them really appeared on the Bernie Mac show now that mm-hmm. I think about it. And Bernie never appeared on any of their shows. Yeah. So Bernie was just like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, and what happened? He became a star. He was starring in his right. own movies. Now, Cat got his own issues. He's got issues with Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. That seems like it's coming from hatred. I did a little bit of research. Fool's Rush In was a movie that Cat Williams was originally supposed to have the Kevin Hart role. Yeah. He was cast in that role, but he was having legal trouble and couldn't go to the filming in Australia. So it went to Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. And he's been better ever since then. I also do know the time that I met Kevin Hart, it was my friend who was working on the TV show Wild and Out, mm-hmm. which Kevin Hart and Cat Williams were both on yes at kind of while they were doing stand-up right i then went to chocolate sundays at the comedy factory in la i think this was called a comedy factory i know it's called chocolate sundays cat williams was the closer back then not kevin hart cat williams was a bigger star than kevin hart Mm -hmm. now you can't compare the two kevin hart is global yeah cat williams is national yeah now I still feel like Cat Williams stand-ups are funnier than Kevin Hart's. Yes. Now, because Cat Williams has had to Kevin Hart used to have really, really funny stand-ups. The last couple of I mean, like, eh, eh, they've been okay. Yeah. Um, 
So Cat Williams, there is some bitterness because Kevin Hart has not been on Club Shay Shay and hasn't thrown any shade towards him. Yeah. The only shade that Kevin Hart threw at him was on The Breakfast Club a couple of years ago uh, because Tiffany Haddish was originally on the Cat Williams tour, but he didn't do anything for her. And when you think about it, Kevin Hart has brought up young comedians to try and give them an opportunity and Cat Williams hasn't. Yeah. So there might be some truth to that. Uh, but like I said, a lot of things, I don't know about Harvey Weinstein offer him to give him fellatio. Yeah. He suggested that, that I don't know about that cat. Yeah. I think he might be lying. Um, he's also a comedian. What I will say is that the interview was definitely entertaining. It was very entertaining and, and funny. And, and, and now, now I am a big Faison fan just on the strength of baby baby's kids okay and parenthood and parenthood but is it true that he ain't got no specials yes that is absolutely true so is he should he be in this conversation or be giving his two cents i mean if y'all ask him the question a man is gonna give his opinion he's also been a stand-up comedian like he goes all the way back to robin harris that's how long he's been a stand-up comedian. And he ain't got no specials. Yeah. yeah. And, it's yes. tr- and it is true that Sid does have specials, but you can't find them on Netflix or Tubi. No, he does have one on Netflix. He does have I one believe. on Netflix. Yeah, he does one on it's Netflix. It's not funny. But, yeah. <laughs> the sh- but the show The Neighborhood, I do find funny. But do I find it yes. funny because of Schmidt or do I find it funny because of Cedric the Entertainer? Both. Or Tashina Arnold. Or Tashina Arnold. Come- or actually the girl from Two Broke Girls, because Two Broke Girls She's is a low-key funny show. Yes. Two Broke Girls is a funny show. I highly read that's a good show. I th- CBS know how to make comedies, I guess. I or are think, we just getting old? I think it's the ensemble cast really that yeah, does it for me. Really cast, really good casting. I mean, it's same well, as the entertainer was the star of the Steve Harvey show. I felt that he was funnier than Steve Harvey was on that show. I felt like he was a sidekick on that show. He wasn't he, a star he, of that, that show. That was his role, but he was funnier. Yeah, because yeah. because I, listen, Steve Harvey is funny. He is funny. He is funny. He is funny. Um, he's not the funniest. Well, I think on the Kings of Comedy is Bernie Mac, DL, Cedric, and Steve. Yeah, I DL agree. is still funny. Yeah, and DL still out here working. He ain't had nothing bad to say about DL. <laughs> he, he, he said there have... will be no DL slander on this episode. He yeah. is great. Yeah, he had nothing bad to say about Dave Chappelle. Um, I got some things bad to say about Dave Chappelle. Yeah, so do I, but that's... I actually haven't watched the recent stand-up. I just gotten some feedback. I don't go on what other people are saying. I need to watch it myself to make a judge for it. But if he's doubled down again on what everybody's saying he is on transgender, I'm just disappointed. I'm just extremely disappointed. And my friend, my bestie, had tickets to the show. I couldn't go because I had to work. But she was like, is it okay if I go? And I was like, I don't hate this man. I'm a huge fan Mm -hmm. of Dave Chappelle. I'm just disappointed in the fact that he wants to dig in on this. Like, why is but this also, the hill you're going to die on? Why? But also, all of us have weird hills that we die on. We just don't have the platform. mouthpiece and the, yeah. the platform of which he does. We all have hills that you're just like, why you want to die on this hill? Yeah. But uh, any other any other things you wanted to touch on in the Cat Williams episode, uh, Cat Williams interview? I mean, it just it was just unhinged and wonderful. I mean, he was... Con- it, it, the. He was complimenting Shannon Sharp, but within the first 
five minutes, he immediately started reading him for Phil. He was like, you let him sit up here and say this and you didn't say nothing. Uh, Ricky Smiley was supposed to be Money Mike. He was like, I invent Money Mike. I do believe Cat mm-hmm. improvised those lines. I do believe he definitely had a hand in hair and wardrobe because it looked like Money Mike looked like something Cat Williams would wear on one of his stand-up specials. Also, I had to go to task with the fact that he said, Cat, the Cat Williams said he'd done 60 movies or something like that, mm-hmm. and I never played Cat Williams. Wrong. In just about every movie, you play Cat Williams. So, so I don't know what you're talking about. Right. You play Cat Williams. I don't think you can play anything else. You're but, great in that role. Right. But that's all you can play. But he's also not wrong that the movies aren't better with like the movies are better with him in it. Like he's not wrong know. about that. Fools rush in. I think Kevin Hart was a better casting for that. I, never I remember watching it. that when we I've never even heard did, of that movie. You have because it used to run on loop in one of the cruises that we went on. I li- I don't know, I even know what it's Matthew about. Matthew McConaughey is in that movie. They're going for some treasure or something like that. Kevin Hart is like like leader of like these this these goons that are going after him or something like that because they're trying to find this treasure. Him and um, Kate Hudson. This is literally the first time I've ever heard of this film. All right. Well. Well. Okay. Let's just let's just finish up this segment in this episode because now we going now we going long. Now we going long. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely believe that the uh the Money Mike sexual assault scene that I'm glad that they did not do the, him walking out with his with his nuts in the pliers, Terry Cruz. That was infinitely more funny. And yes. th- and then him getting released and running down the street. It was infinite. I am a boy, damn it. That is infinitely more funny than Anna saw. He was absolutely right with that. If that's how that story went, if that's the way it went, that he stood up for that, he's absolutely right. I believe it is because if you go back and watch the movie, first of all, I've seen bits and pieces of it recently and it's absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw a clip yesterday and I wanted to text it to you, but it was late and I was like, nah, she probably sleep. Mm-hmm. I, I will text it to you after this episode if I remember. <laughs> um, but that movie at the end gets dark. Mm-hmm. But then all of the Fridays kind of get dark at the end. Yeah. Uh, Debo was ready to stab Craig. Yeah. In the first movie. In the second movie, Craig. Little Joker had the machine gun pointed at him. Well, I th- didn't, wasn't Craig going to, or didn't he pull a gun on Debo and his father talked him into just yep, yep, fist yep. fighting with it? Yeah. I mean, yep. yeah, they all took a dramatic turn. Yeah, yeah I, which is like it's kind of Ice Cube, but like, where were you going with this? But yeah, no, yeah. he was the, the what Kevin Hart, what Kevin Cat Williams said. Changing that particular scene was way better because he's right. There's a lot of things that you could find humor in the world. Mm-hmm. Rape is never one of them. No, it's just not never funny. one of them. And he's right; they all have a weird face, light skinned wife. <laughs> Okay. And I, and listen, <laughs> I would like to put my head in the ring. I have a weird face and I'm light skinned and I'm single and I'm ready to be taken care of. I am ready to enter my soft woman era. And <laughs> But another thing he said was, is they don't say anything. That's and that ain't completely you. fine with me. If I am being, t- of everything I need is being taken care of and I'm on a yacht 
and all this, I don't need to say anything for the rest of my life. I just don't feel like you're the type of person that won't voice her opinion. I just don't feel like that's you. I will never, I never need to say nothing again for the rest <laughs> okay, of my on life. that note, what do you want to tell the people out there, Jay? A hundred episodes, you see the tiara, I, I, I'm invested. I purchased mm-hmm. the tiara, you now. see it. I'm invested now. Now, now, now I believe. <laughs> now I can see the vision. <laughs> um, but the amount of growth over these last hundred episodes, like, literally, cannot thank the people who watch mm-hmm. and support us enough. Like, wow, that is it's really nothing that I expected. I didn't. I mean, I knew we had something, but I just, I didn't know that we would actually be successful. And you know what? <laughs> and and well, we'll just get even bigger over the next hundred episodes. And, yeah. and so I'm excited to see it. Stick around. Stay tuned. We're not I'm going excited for, That's right. We're not, we're not going nowhere. Mm-mm. I'm excited for the hundred episodes that we've done. I'm excited to see where we are in the next hundred episodes. Yeah. I, I want to thank all the listeners and all the watchers, those that support us, those that hate watchers. I don't care. I just thank you. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I'm humbled, and I'm going to keep. We're going to keep bringing you this this content, and uh, going to keep getting better. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And until next time, as always, I'll holla. Woo. That was a hell of a show. Thank you for rocking with us here on Unsolicited Perspectives with Bruce Anthony. Now, before you go, don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast wherever you're listening or watching it to it. Pass it along to your friends. If you enjoy it, that means the people that you rock with will enjoy it also. So share the wealth, share the knowledge, share the noise. And for all those people that say, well, I don't have a YouTube. If you have a Gmail account, you have a YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can actually watch our video podcast but the real party is on our patreon page after hours uncensored and talking straight ish after hours uncensored is another show with my sister and once again the key word there is uncensored those are exclusively on our patreon page jump onto our website at unsolicitedperspective.com for all things us that's where you can get all of our audio video our blogs and even buy our merch and if you're really feeling genuine and want to help us out you can donate on our donations page donate go strictly to improving our software and hardware so we can keep giving you guys good content that you can clearly listen to and that you can clearly see so any donation would be appreciated most importantly i want to say thank you thank you thank you for listening and watching and supporting us and i'll catch you next time audi 5000 peace